Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Lord of the Storm. If you're a first-time listener, we are going through the New Testament one chapter at a time and then spending a few minutes talking about what spoke to us from the reading. I am your Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and today we are in Acts chapter 12, and you can turn there now in your Bible. And I'll be reading from my easy-to-understand-and-read EUR Bible that I have on Amazon. Today, we've got a daring prison escape. Prayers open a gate, and a man who tries to stop God is stopped dead in his tracks. Let's ask God to bless the reading of his word. Father, we know that your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. May it be active in our lives today as we spend this time with you. Speak to us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 12 Now about that time, King Herod used his power to oppress some of the believers. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he then arrested Peter. This was during the festival days of unleavened bread. He had Peter put in prison and ordered four squads of four soldiers to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. Peter was kept in the prison, but the believers were in constant prayer to God for him to be released. On the night when Herod was going to bring him out for execution, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and with guards also in front of the prison. An angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shined in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up saying, Stand up quickly and his chains fell off. Then the angel said to him, Get dressed and put on your sandals. He did so. He said to him, Put on your cloak and follow me. And Peter went out and followed him. He didn't know that what was being done by the angel was actually happening. He thought it was a dream. When they were past the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened for them by itself. They went out and went down one street, and then immediately the angel was gone. When Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I truly know that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from everything the Jewish people were expecting. Thinking about that, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. When Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so excited she didn't open the gate, but instead ran in and reported that Peter was standing outside. They said to her, You are crazy, but she insisted that it was so. They said, it's his angel. But Peter continued knocking. When they went out to check and saw him, they were amazed. But he motioned with his hand to be quiet. And then he told them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. He said, tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he left and went to another place. Now, as soon as it was day, there was a big commotion among the soldiers about how Peter could have escaped. When Herod looked for him and couldn't find him, he questioned the guards, then had them put to death. He then went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Now, Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They came to him as one and had Blastus, the friend they had made who was the king's personal aide, ask for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. On an appointed day, Herod dressed himself in royal clothing, sat on the throne, and gave a speech to them. The people shouted, That's the voice of a god and not of a man! Immediately, an angel of the Lord struck Herod down, because he didn't give God the glory. Then Herod was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their service, and they took with them John, who was also called Mark. So previously, we had the Jews oppressing and killing Jesus' believers in an effort to shut them down. 
And now the government is doing the same as we read King Herod had the Apostle James killed and had Peter in prison ready to be killed. Jesus had told his followers that they would face persecution, and they were on multiple sides now. So James had just been martyred, and it looks like the same fate is going to happen to Peter. There are a couple of things that stand out to me going through the chapter this time. One is that Peter was in prison, knowing that his life was going to be over soon, and he is sleeping. I think most of us would not be doing that if we were facing death, but Peter is. Why? I'm reminded of a verse in Psalms. It's Psalm 127.2. It says, God grants sleep to those he loves. That's how one translation puts it. And another verse that I thought of was Isaiah 26.3 that says, God will give perfect peace to those whose minds are fixed on him because they trust him. And Peter in this moment is obviously at peace because he is sleeping despite what is going on around him. There's turmoil on the outside, but inside he's at rest. The other thing I was thinking about this is that the world is doing its best to shut down the message of Jesus. James they killed, so it looks like they're winning, and they've got Peter locked up with a bunch of soldiers surrounding him. They are doing their absolute best to keep him locked up. But then an angel shows up and completely obliterates all their defenses. Chains fall off and Peter walks out, and those who are guarding him don't even know. Now, I read something interesting about the Iron Gate. Peter got out of the cell but the gate is still closed. God got him through a couple of challenges, the chains and the guards, but there is this gate he has to deal with. I imagine these gates were large and imposing and opening it would take a great deal of effort, especially if you're trying to open it and you don't have the key. But look what happens. As he comes to it, miraculously, it simply opens. Now, obviously God did it for him and we should learn that. I should learn that. God is the one who opens the barriers that seem to be holding us back or keeping us locked in. And it is nothing for him to do. It doesn't matter what the barrier is. God knows how to open it effortlessly. You may feel like there are things you can't get through. Problems, barriers, obstacles, and you have no idea how you're going to do it. Relax. You're not. God is. You don't have to know. You don't have to see the way. You don't have to figure it out. When it's a God-sized problem, something that you have no control over, something that there is no way you can make it happen, you're not supposed to. Leave God-sized problems to God. He is the only one who can move that barrier, that gate for you. Your job is to do what Peter was doing. Keep walking. The gate will be opened by God. But when, you may ask, exactly when it needs to. God is not bound by time or space. He has no limits. He knows exactly when to do something. Admittedly, it's often not when we want him to do it, but he does everything in perfect time. Today, if you are stressing about something you can't do, some obstacle that you can't overcome, turn to the Lord. Put your trust and faith in him and he will give you his perfect peace as you keep your mind fixed on him. There's obviously much more that could be said here about this chapter, like how important it is for us to pray for others, just like the church was doing for Peter, and to pray earnestly for things. I think when we stay in prayer about something, it's because it's important to us. And God is a good father. He can tell the difference between our requests for something that's important to us and something that's not. For those of you who are parents, do you give your children everything they ask for? Of course not. Why? Because sometimes they're asking for something they really don't care that much about. And you can tell because after a week or so, they quit asking for it and are on to something else. 
God knows us better than we know ourselves, and he knows what things we should receive and what we shouldn't. There's an old song that says, thank God for unanswered prayers. Okay, that's plenty to chew on for right now. I hope you heard God speak to you as we went through this chapter. Remember, he loves you and he knows what's best for you. Let's pray. Father, thank you that your word can't be stopped. Despite the world's, the enemy's best efforts, it continues unabated. And when it looks like it will be, you know exactly how to throw the gates open and let it out. And our lives, Lord, open the gates that are holding us back. We know you will do it at just the right time. When it needs to happen, it will. Until then, Lord, help us to keep our minds fixed on you so that we will be kept in your perfect peace. For the one listening today who needs a breakthrough, give it to them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, thanks once again for dropping by and spending this time with me in God's Word. I know He sees your efforts to know Him better, and He rewards those who diligently seek after Him. So, your reward is on the way. Thanks for listening. God bless.